0: Strangers Believe me when I say Loving me is loving danger Your heart is bound to break I walk alone in the night Neat the pale moon Loving's for the fools Baby be without my mind I'm alone, I'm alone I'm a, I'm alone. Hello my beautiful hermits and welcome to the Hermit Diaries I'm Heather, your weirdo, Introverts, alien, human thing, and it is currently 7:04 a.m. on Monday, the 2nd of July. Uh, let me just get all the um, nonsense out the way. You can find me on Instagram at Heather MacReads. That is H-E-A-T H-E-R M-C R-E-A-D-S, and you can email me heather at at gmail.com basically same as instagram just add at gmail.com and i am so very excited to be putting out this episode um imani is one of my best friends in the whole world she is my favorite human being and she's just taught me so much in life in our 10-year friendship And I'm so excited to have you guys listen to our conversation where we talk about many, many different things in in just an hour. We talk about uh, transracial, being introverts. We then rank our... What friends characters we are most like, from most to least. And, yeah, she's just such a very special human being to me. I also want to... Uh, put out a little disclaimer is that I am sick. Right now I'm feeling a lot better but on Saturday I still had a pretty hefty bronchitis cough and so if that's a little bit annoying just just putting that out there. Okay I won't keep you waiting any longer. I'm not sure if you can hear I've still got my cat in my room with me. Um, yeah enjoy the episode. Hello! Hi! How are you? Good, and you? Good, thanks. So how are you enjoying your weekend so far?
1: (laughs) It's been good. I mean, just busy. I've been out all day doing errands and stuff. I don't like shopping, but I had to. So I Uh decided to dedicate the entire morning and afternoon to shopping. So I think I'm done for an entire year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yay.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I know it's good. Um I got a few clothes um and stationery. That was mainly my main thing. So I think yeah.
0: <laughs> oh that's cool. Yeah, and your weekend? Uh, my weekend's fine. Well I've been put on bed rest because I have bronchitis Ooh. until Monday. So <laughs> huh? basically it's just I've just been listening to podcasts and watching Netflix and yeah, that's Aww. basically been my weekend. That's a dream. <laughs>
1: well kind of except for the bronchitis part but
0: <laughs> yeah well you know weak lungs <laughs> yeah okay so I invited you to come on the hermit Diary, so welcome hey hi everyone <laughs> <laughs> would you say you're a fellow hermit
1: I would say that yes I mean I just told you about how I'm not a huge fan of shopping I tend to leave my house with a lot of hesitation so I'm
0: a kind of a hermit like yeah <laughs> yeah I only like to leave the house if I'm meeting up with people that lift me up if you know what I mean oh,
1: yeah and I get you yeah yeah, I like, I, I leave the house for purposes. Um, if I'm leaving the house, it's usually to do something, you know, like walk in nature or see something, you know, art or or whatever. But yeah, generally, I, I do enjoy my space. I, I can stay at home. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. Yeah, no. Okay, so I, okay, first when we planned this, I said we're going to talk about spirituality. But Mm -hmm. then our thoughts, the other day, we have such random and quite philosophical conversations. We we can go very deep. I mean, our Mm -hmm. conversations is about 98% intellectual, I'd say. Would you say that? I I would say that. (laughs) I mean, we barely discuss men or relationships. Because so, we're not in them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so if our our our, uh, our relationship was a movie, we'd pass back Bechdel test. Probably, yeah. So I thought you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, and yeah, that's what we're going to discuss. So I'm excited <gasps> what we're going to talk about. Ooh, now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I mean, we already had a very deep conversation this morning. Oh, yeah. Which we should okay. have saved for oh, us.
1: No. <laughs> Do you want us to start with that? <laughs> if you feel comfortable. I don't mind if you feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, sure. Why not? Okay. Well, um, okay. Well, generally, I think, um, I think the main theme of our conversation this morning was just that idea of, um, can you hear me? Yes, of course. Oh, okay. I think it was just that idea of, identity and like different boxes that we tend to classify people in and the importance of it doesn't matter where you come from, what you look like, um, what matters is the core of your, you know, who you are as a person. And the conversation started actually because I was, I just watched The Rachel Rachel Divide. It's a documentary on Netflix and basically it's a documentary about
0: Rachel Dolezal. Oh, wait, is that on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, wow, I haven't seen it. It just shows me what I watch on Netflix where it doesn't show me documentaries like that. Well, it shows me, so <laughs> it must say something.
1: <laughs> so, um, so Rachel Dalzell was this lady who, um, she was the head of the NWACP in Washington, and she came into the spotlight because she was accused of pretending to be black. She's a white woman. She was born white. And um yeah, she was just... So she came to the spotlight in 2015 and she denied it. She was like, I'm a black woman. And what made it really controversial is that for years and years and years, she had posed as a black woman. She had said she had black parents. Until one day when um, her parents basically outed her, parents were like, uh, no, she's not black. She's white. <laughs> and the interesting thing is she looks black-ish, like she tanned her skin, she wears the weave, she wears, you know, all the things that stereotypically you'd associate with being black. And so that was a documentary I was watching, and it was so interesting to watch because um, she was actually the head of the NWACP. and my understanding, it's like an organization that works towards, like, human rights of people of color in the States, so she was very passionate about ending racism and confronting it. So she was a like she had really good intentions and social justice. That's her commitment, and she's still committed towards that. But I, for me, I think the the controversy was just all this year she was pretending to be someone that she's not. So yeah, so that was that was what I was watching this week, and it was so oh, it was so interesting. Oh,
0: gosh, so. What's, I gave you my whole rundown on transracial and how I don't like it. Uh, yeah. But what are your thoughts on it? Because we don't really get into your thoughts on transracial.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. So basically like, okay, Rachel does, all, she says she's transracial, right? Like the yeah. same way that a person who's born as a, a woman can now, um, uh, you know identify as a man you identify as something that you so if you're born as a woman or or biologically or whatever so she is using the same concepts for to de- describe herself so she was born white and but she says she's a black woman and that's why everyone is so mad at her because they're like you're not black so she's transracial and i don't know what my thoughts are, are on it to be quite honest like i think that Um, identity is one of those things that you can kind of make up for yourself and you can also argue that race is like a social construct anyway so like you know this whole black white thing it's all stuff we constructed and anything you can construct you can kind of you know challenge Um, but at the same time I also see the argument that it's easy for her to um to take on certain visible characteristics, but in the reverse. Like, for instance, it'll be very difficult for me to pretend to be white, you know? Like, I'd have to do a lot of, like, surgery to make my skin look really white and then to be able for people to believe that I'm white. But with her, it was different because people actually believed that she was black. So, I don't know. I'm still... I I really don't... I don't know. I don't want to tell someone how they should feel. Like... I hear what she says like she wants to identify as this and personally that's that's her business and I really don't have any business but transracial I actually I really don't know I really don't know if it's a thing like can we do that can we decide to be another
0: race (laughs) well in my opinion I said that's being transgender it's it's psychological you you feel it's I know um I've listened to some interviews with transgender people and they say, even as a kid, they felt like they didn't want to call themselves girl or boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but transracial, uh, it's race. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> race and gender is not the same thing. Okay. Um, to me, race is is uh, what you were born. But again, it doesn't define your character or whatever. It's it's just the color of your skin. Okay. But you can't go around saying that you are black when you're not. Okay. I I don't know. To me, it's very confusing. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I mean, even with, I mean, bless and rest your soul. But um, even Michael Jackson was very controversial and you know
1: yeah it's i don't know it's yeah I, I yeah michael jackson is such a good example um yeah I, I i really don't know i mean in you know people have written about it and it's still like it's it hasn't received the same amount of understanding and um you know and people have not received it well as they would transgender um but I don't know. I honestly, I have no idea. I think that's something that I I would probably have to reflect on and understand more. Um, If it's if it's really a thing, can we do that? Like, because transgender, like, what is it essentially? Like, how would you describe it? Being transgender.
0: Well, transgender, as I've heard of it, you don't specifically need the surgery. Okay, but it's it's how you identify yourself as. It's. uh, identify me as as her or he. Mm-hmm. Um, transracial. Uh, I don't know. Something doesn't sit right with me about so this transgender. I can totally understand. Okay. Um, I know of so many people that have gone through that struggle and.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I still don't I guess I still don't I I don't understand the difference as well like between the two. For me initially like I was like it's the same thing. Um but at the same time I think maybe they are similar. I don't know because you know people who say that they, they you know they, they're transgender they say that they always felt that they were in the wrong body you know i've heard like accounts of that but it's the same way with people that are transracial or I, they identify they always feel like they had the wrong identity such as rachel dozel so i don't know it's very difficult to see into someone's
0: head i guess okay let's let's role play for a moment and pl- role play a hypothetical situation Okay. Um, I love yoga, I love mm-hmm. Indian philosophies, I love cooking Indian, therefore I'm going to identify as an Indian person. What would you say to me? Oh, oh Imani, I'm Indian. You have to call me Sahara now or something like that. Okay, I will call you Sahara.
1: Fine. <laughs> That's what you want. Um you, well, then I'll be like, okay. Um uh, okay, what does being Indian mean to you? You know, if you were to hypothetically say now you're Indian, like what does that mean?
0: Oh. Now we're going to go deep into stereotypes here, but um I'm going to dye my hair dark again and I'm going to put in extensions to make it thicker. Uh-huh. Um I follow Indian philosophies and meditation, so I practice those spiritual practices, which most white people do because they they follow the Hindu religion. Mm-hmm. But um. But even if I take away those and I say Okay, I look like I'm, I'm an Indian So I identify as Indian mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know It would be, maybe you can say you are culturally Indian But racially or ethnic, if what ethnically yeah. <laughs> You're not Indian, ethnically Like if we look at biology Or based on what our understanding of it then maybe you're not Indian, but culturally, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. we spoke about cultural appreciation too. I mean, we we follow, um, we both follow some Hindu and some Buddhist practices, but we're not those religions. We just like to follow it because it's good principles.
1: Yeah, and... So with that as well, like, you know, with yoga and all of that, like in recent years or recent months, actually, like the more I read about it, the more I realize the origins of a lot of things that we practice without even realizing it, you know, like even with yoga, I mean, I didn't know the history of yoga when I first did yoga, you know what I mean? Like the first time I did a yoga something for me, I didn't understand the spiritual aspect or whatnot. But I, it for me, it was just a pose. So anyway, it's interesting, you know, the things we do have origins elsewhere. Um, but yeah, with your Indian... Yeah, I guess for me, and I think it's performing what you think is being Indian. Like, I mean, in the case of Rachel Dalzal, she's clearly performing it. Like, what for her definition of what it means to be black or white, it's based on these external things. Like, in the documentary, she... Wears weaves, you know, like literally, like sewing in the way that stereotypically Black women wear weaves, and um, she changed her name to Nkechi Amaro Diallo. Nkechi is Nigerian, I believe, and um, and she and and when she speaks about struggle, when she used to speak about struggle, it was it was her, as a Black woman, you know. Yeah. So I think I think for her it was like a performance, and it still is a performance. So yeah, I, I yeah, I see why she's problematic as well. And you know? I think
0: that's where she went wrong in the first place because she lied.
1: Yeah, I think She lied about
0: there. it. She wasn't honest from the beginning. She lied about it. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, no that was the problem. I think that was really it because I mean it, there's
1: nothing wrong with appreciating culture, different cultures or whatever, but I appreciate uh, different cultures. I eat Italian food once a week yes. or, or whatnot, or I dance, uh, Spanish dancing or whatever. But it, I personally, I can't go around telling people I'm Italian, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, you can tell them that you have an effect. Like it's, I mean, and you were saying something interesting about how, because she was a, so she's a social justice person. Like that's her, she's an activist, human yes. rights. That's her thing, you know. So she's a good person, you know, yeah. on that Basis, But you were saying that you don't have to um, identify that closely to a culture to appreciate it. You know, you don't have to be Indian to be committed towards the advancement of Indian people or, you know.
0: Yeah, it's also um, like with LGBT too, if uh, you can support them and speak out for them, but you don't have to be gay or transgender or whatever to support them. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. h- help him by standing up for them if they get ridiculed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's complex. I feel like <laughs> this whole identity thing is complex because even then, like who's to say what you – who's to say who defines the identity anyway? Like, you know, so I don't know. I've always just taken like a, a step back and just – I just watch – And um, I think it's very complex because even amongst um, different racial groups, so-called racial groups, and I say that with like, you know, the what's it called, the air quotes, (laughs) because I also think, I I mean, I also am sometimes um, also of that school of thought of like, oh, we're all human. And, you know, why do we even have all these, you know, categories, but sometimes we have to use the categories to tell a story. So with all the categories, like, Who really defines them? Like, you get situations, for instance, where people are born a certain complexion, um, but they like something that is. Stereotypically, outside then, and then people outside define them. I mean, I when I was at school, for instance, I used to listen to a lot of like alternative rock music. <laughs> yeah. And um, and the shows I used to watch, I wasn't really huge into R and B, except for like you know the classics, like Whitney Houston and Beyonce sometimes. But and people used to tease me, and black people would tease me, and they say that I was white, so I wasn't seen as being black,
0: even though I am.
1: Is yeah. the key. <laughs> it's like we expected
0: to step into these stereotypes
1: exactly and that's what rachel i think she does she exemplifies a person who takes the stereotypes and wears them herself
0: you know yeah her whole situation just i don't know for some reason rubs me the wrong way How would you lie <laughs>
1: yeah i should lie but you just, know
0: i yeah just Sorry. say i'm a white person and i'm going to speak up for black people that's yeah. that's a lot better than claiming you're black when you're not.
1: Yeah. But she did finally, I think like a year ago, she did say that, yes, I was born white. So that was the first time I think that she actually admitted that, yes, I was born this way. But like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I've, I, I personally, when I watched it, I actually feel sorry for her. Like I have a lot of empathy or sympathy. I don't know what's the difference <laughs> for her. Um, only, because, only as like a human being who I think she is escaping herself. She, she's tried so hard to escape herself and to reinvent herself and to escape a, a life that she, you know, really, really didn't agree with her. Um, and her methods might be seen as extreme, but at the core of it, I think that she's just someone who's escaping um whatever it is childhood trauma i mean she goes into her story and you're like oh wow that is kind of messed up you know so
0: yeah i should really watch this documentary just to open my my mind a little bit more about yes. this whole situation yeah um, and see it from a more mature standpoint but right now it just makes me angry <laughs>
1: no, no i get it like I, lots of people even after watching the documentary people are still like upset but you know there's always like two sides to the story so you can be like okay on one hand you know yes she did this and this so she's accused of this and this but on the other hand if you look at like the motives why Maybe, you know, she could have gone about it a different way. But, you know, it's, but it's such it was such an intriguing documentary.
0: You have to watch it. OK, it's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. OK, so did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, you know, I wanted to hear what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guest here. <laughs> oh, no. OK. Um, well, I'd say, well, we've been friends for about 10 years now, Mm-hmm. and, <gasps> and best friends for about six or seven. What? <laughs> 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 That's
1: hilarious. Okay, what, 10 years, best friends for seven.
0: <laughs> what about the other three years? <laughs> a little bit longer than that, but I know... Uh, We were acquaintance for about a year or two And then we started getting very close Once we got into period lies And then we discovered we have a lot in common Yes, Um, I agree, yeah So that's why I like to refer to you To everybody I meet as my soul twin or soul sister Because Uh it it really does feel like uh, we are sisters Because we love and support each other Mm. uh, With each other's goals And we... Can talk about literally anything. That's true. Yeah. And oh. it's it's very hard to find friends like that these days, mm. especially at our ages now. Oh Gosh, yeah. Let's talk about that.
1: I mean, it's difficult. I honestly, I don't know if I think of friends like real friends that you know, friends that you can call at two a.m. Yes. Um, I it's difficult I it's just you and like my family (laughs) like my parents
0: (laughs) and I mean lots of people um our ages are still in that parting mood and we are not those type of people so it's very hard
1: Mm. yeah and I think also just
0: yeah, some are in their party
1: mood or some are, are like working, but in general like I've realized that it's difficult to maintain friendships as an adult unless you're in the same space. You know? Like it's I, I don't know. I've I've heard the same um similar things, similar other young adults saying how difficult it is to maintain friendships. Like I don't know, like it's easier when you're in school, you know, especially primary school where you're forced to invite everyone to your birthday party because you don't want anyone to
0: feel bad. (laughs) I think my age now, because I'm turning 25 in two weeks Mm -hmm. and your brain uh, only fully develops psychologically when you're 25 because your frontal lobe, um, which is for judgments and decision-making, is fully developed. So you... um, what you call it medically considered mature. Yeah. So it's it's also um we change so much and I think it's normal. Yeah. And it's scary. <laughs> I mean yeah. I've changed so much since my teenage years. I look back and I'm like, wow, was I really that closed minded about lots of things? Yeah.
1: That's true. Um yeah You know you always bring up the 25 Year old frontal lobe thing And as someone who's like 23, I really (laughs) don't like it. But like, not in a bad way. I think it's because I'm still like (laughs) young-ish. So when I'm 25 years old, then I'll be like, yes. But you know, when you're young and people tell you like, oh, you're still growing or you don't know everything. You know, the part of you just wants to be like, no, I know what I know what I'm talking about. And then when you get to that age, you realize like, oh, yeah, they were right. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, But I think that's also a comfort because I think we're such at a stage where uh well I am where we're so unsure about a lot of things, so knowing that you're not the only one and that there will come a time where you're more sure of yourself is is it is a bit comforting
0: <laughs> well, I've noticed so many shifts and changes this year specifically, and we're mm-hmm. only halfway through the year, yeah, with um my thoughts and maturity mm. um. Like I'm able to to speak up for myself now and not just let people walk all over me, That's type yeah. of maturity. And I can listen <laughs> to a guy preaching about God and not get angry about it. Like I'll let him have his say and then I'll say, look, I don't believe in what you believe in. But, you know, those are your opinions, mm-hmm. except when they use um derogatory language then I have no tolerance for it Mm -hmm. but yeah and I've also learned so much about self-love as well Mm um like I finally accepted my body I finally accepted that I'm still living with my parents and I finally accepted that you know what the career that I've uh, decided to change to is going to be a struggle because I'm on my own (laughs) Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah But I, yeah. I can see where some people I've heard lost people struggle um, on the When they twenty five twenty six 25, 26 um, mm. The proper quartz life crisis Because they realizing what they were into in the past They're not into anymore mm-hmm. And then they start having these crises And getting older and yeah yeah
1: <sighs> yeah, I know i um I think like I've been listening to a lot of Gary Vee, and he says actually, from the time that you from the time you're twenty two years old or you finish university, obviously it's different for everyone, but from the time okay after high school, okay, you do varsity or whatever you you do in that period from the age of 22 to the next five to eight years, but it could be longer. That time is a time of a lot of like building, you know, because Absolutely. your identity as a student is, or whatever it is, like you're, you're going through so many changes. So there's a lot of, uh, I guess, destruction to the, the way life was before and your ideas and beliefs. So, you know, I really hear you when you say that you're 25 now But things are falling, like they're coming into place. But it wasn't. It was. It wasn't always like that. There was a lot of tumultuous times before that. You know. Oh no, absolutely.
0: Um, But the twenty-five thing is a a real scientific thing (laughs) with the brain. Um, Some people it does happen earlier, some later, but on average, it's age twenty-five. Wow, mid twenties.
1: So is that the age that you should, like, make life decisions, like buy
0: a house or get married? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of marriage either. I can't either. I've barely even been in a proper relationship, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I know. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, kids these days just want to, to get married and have children. <laughs> yeah. There are, like, a few... Um, people like getting
1: married and stuff but i i I find that like it's still happening later for people you know
0: oh yeah definitely um millennials are are having children in their 30s instead of 20s -hmm. like it used to be
1: yeah yeah do you find that do you find that millennials are less I mean, like we were just speaking about like friendship and how, I mean, for me personally, I think you're the one of the few people that I, I count as a friend or true friend, you know, the friend that you can call at 2am and where there's a deep connection, like on a soul level. Um, But do you think that we are in general, millennials are less, we're less likely to form deep bonds with other human beings and maybe that's why we take longer to get married or, or we don't do long-term relationships we would rather just you know to do, do date casually i don't know
0: i definitely think so and i think with technology now it has made us um i mean you come across anyone and they say they've got anxiety and depression everyone mm-hmm. has it
1: everyone yeah
0: everyone is because mm-hmm. of technology Advancing, and we living in the sphere of um, we have to have money, we have to have nice things mm. in order to show it off on Instagram. Mm. Um, and I, I, I do think it's it's difficult for us to sit down and have proper one on one conversations with someone that doesn't involve you know just relationships or or stuff like really deep mm. um, philosophical discussions like we have.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I crave. Like in my in my life, like I always, I I love I love connecting with people on that level. Like small talk is so difficult
0: for me. Yeah. Like I hate it. Oh I don't gosh. care what Jenny down the street is doing to her garden. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I don't care what Jenny down the street is doing to her garden. I want to know <laughs> what what makes you cry. What makes you feel emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care about your gossip.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's... for, uh, for me, I, I'm guilty of the small talk thing um because I think it's easier to broach, you know, the surface level thing. And when you go into deeper things, I think it requires a certain level of vulnerability. Like if I were to speak about what's really on my mind, like with you, it's very easy. If if something, I mean, this morning I woke up and I had this thing on my mind and you were the first person that I texted about it. But like with, for me in general, it's very difficult for me to, go into that beyond small talk you know like i might be thinking about mortality or like dreams or something philosophical um and it's difficult it's easier to do the small talk i think it's because maybe we're not it's not that people that's all they think about it's just because that's all that they feel (laughs) comfortable sharing like have you ever had someone ask you how are you like you know that normal thing how are you and we all just say we're fine we're fine even though you might be going through a whole range of emotions at the same time which is me i'm always like on some other tip but i just say fine it's easier
0: (laughs) but i have to admit sometimes if i ask people that and they come out and say oh no this and this and this happened i start feeling uncomfortable (laughs) really well, well not uncomfortable but like um unexpected yeah
1: of course you don't expect people to be honest, <laughs> like I don't. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, but people like to unload their problems on me because I've been oh. told so many times that I'm I'm nice and I'm friendly and. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, but it no, is this... so much easier to spread kindness mm-hmm. and hate. But we love spreading hate and gossip because we. Um, we like to make ourselves feel better through doing mm. that. And yeah. You feel so much better if you tell a cashier to have a nice day.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I know. It's about the little things, you know. Like, we, I think putting it
1: into practice, like our principles of like kindness and whatever, and putting it into
0: practice is actually the small things you do every day. Do you know what's one of my favorite philosophical questions right now? Oh, what is it? How much boob is too much boob? <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> on my deathbed.
1: On, on, on my deathbed. I'll still be asking.
0: <laughs> How much boob is too much boob? <laughs> if <'Cause> anyone <laughs> listening to this doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, Rachel Bloom, a comedian actress slash singer i think we can call it that um she writes all these satirical songs about real life and she she does it so well and she released a song i think it was sometime last year or the year before called lady boss and it's (laughs) all the internal thoughts of being a woman in charge of the workplace Mm. it's hilarious it's hilarious. She's so... Yeah, I'm so glad we you we brought Rachel Bloom. I've
1: been obsessing oh, <laughs> over her this so whole week. I've been watching almost all of her stuff. Well, I'm on the mission, you know. I don't want to watch everything in one day because I need to save something for the rest of the year. But she's so good. Like, I love the way she just takes normal, everyday experiences and she's able to put it into words. Like, the whole Lady Boss one. I mean... I don't know how she does it, but she's
0: just a genius. I think. Have you heard the one? I don't care about award shows.
1: Yes. I didn't finish it though, but I remember clicking on it.
0: Oh, Cause she references Greek gods and of drama and stuff. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> no, she's really, she's really talented. And she like, uh, that's the, that's the kind of comedy that I like or, or, you know, just culture that it's funny. Um, it's a little edgy. I think her stuff is a little edgy, but it also has a meaning behind it and the, you know like for instance, I mean, she comes from a I think what well, of like equality and gender equality and there's a lot of like feminist themes in her songs as well. And I love how she brings that in, but in a very humorous way. Where you can actually be like, Oh yeah, of course. And then she brings up like how weird human beings are and it actually makes you realize like yeah that is weird like why do we do things like that so (laughs) she's like educational I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah in a world where there's so much um, horrible news being thrown at us every day I think comedy is extremely important because it shows you that you can um, just laugh about it because at the end of the day we're all going to die and we just need Mm -hmm. to enjoy this human experience that we're having hmm yeah, yeah that's true so i i love her i um i don't know if i want her to adopt me as her younger sister or if i just want to marry her i have no yeah. idea i
1: was gonna say that i'll marry her and then you can adopt her oh she can ad- yeah no i'll marry her and then
0: we'll adopt you oh ah, yeah i'll be, I'll be a happy baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no she's great she's one of the few celebrities these days that are completely real mm, i mean yeah. i hardly ever see her wear heavy makeup or um, or flaunt her exercise routine or, or diets or whatever mm. she's just 100 percent herself
1: yeah i mean look i mean with the whole exercise routines and everything like that like I love how she's so real as as you said relatable and honest which is real as well but like like she just all the things that we're afraid to say she actually says them <laughs> like if you listen to her on talk shows like she was talking about for instance how um she was on the Stephen Colbert show I think and she was talking about how she put on 13 pounds since um, like if you if you follow her stuff you know okay visibly yeah you know she gained weight but you don't care right but mm. she mentions it in a in a funny way and she sings about it and the way she's able to make fun of herself in a way but like also just admit her own insecurities but in a way that's not looking you know, like for attention yeah you know she just says it, you know i gained 13 whole pounds you know? deal with it yeah and you're like and she's like yeah this is you know and she's still the same size that i, that I know of i really don't care but you know she's things so like gorgeous, that
0: though. no she is no she is what else do you <laughs> yeah. have in mind What's she reading right now oh what
1: am i reading um i'm reading at the moment i'm reading bad feminist by roxanne Gay. How is that? Because I really enjoyed Hunger. Okay. I am um, a feminist. It's good. I mean, it's a, basically a collection of essays. I've still got a long way to go. I've been reading it really slowly. But it's a collection of essays, and she's just commenting on, like, different pop culture things, um, just her observations of, you know, social commentary. But she starts off with, like, a little biography. So it's divided into, like, three parts. The first part is, like, her life story. You know, she's a... An English professor. She's a writer, and etc. And how, like, writing and reading is sort of an escape um, for her. And then she comments on pop culture and the way we normalize certain things. Um, for instance, one of the essays she spoke about was on, um, you know, the whole Me Too thing that's happening yeah. now. The book was published, obviously it was published before the whole Me Too hashtag became a thing, but it's so relevant to what we're currently talking about now. Um, In the sense, in the way of which um, women are represented and how men are treated, uh, how men are sort of not... Not, I wouldn't say men per se, but like people are not being held accountable for their actions and the Me Too thing of powerful men, you know, doing these things to women and and how our culture treats it and how it's sort of like, you know. So anyway, she speaks a lot about that. Um, she speaks a lot about, yeah, you know, just pop culture. She speaks a lot about her weight, a little bit about her weight, and um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how to describe her book, but so far it's interesting.
0: It's interesting, yeah. Yeah, uh, like I said, I really enjoyed Hunger, um, mm-hmm. which was solely based on her her weight and her eating disorders mm-hmm. and her um, her experience with rape when she was twelve. And yeah, so it it was heartbreaking, but it also, I think, was very therapeutic for her.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's
0: what I look in uh, writers lately. That's what I've been reading a lot more. Nonfiction and fiction because I want to a lot more people are being honest and vulnerable and just letting this stuff out to the public and it's it's so good mm-hmm. um to be able to talk about your struggles and stuff that's why I started this podcast, and mm. it's it's just helped a lot,
1: yeah, yeah no it's it is that's i mean even in the in bad Feminine, she speaks about how writing. Uh, reading is her f- like reading's her first love, and how it's it's sort of like helped her through the trauma that she's experienced, you know. Um, but what you know, the title, the interesting thing about the title, and I'm sure you might have heard this as well, um, is that she calls herself a bad feminist, and she opens up by saying that she she enjoys very like misog- you know, hip hop music, yeah. very problematic and and she enjoys it even though she knows that this is problematic and it's violent but she still enjoys it and the you know so she makes fun of that and i relate personally because i also when i listen to some songs like i know this is problematic (laughs) like i know what i'm doing but i'm still able to do that with that awareness that okay this is not how we should describe other human beings (laughs) or we should treat other beings and and stuff like that but the way that pop culture can normalize certain behavior like violence, you know, and it's a song and it's fun and we dance to it and stuff but it also, you know, it can also influence, you know, behavior and the way that we treat and relate to one another. But anyway, she admits that she knows the stuff is bad but she still has, like, a guilty pleasure in it, you know. And she also says something about liking pink and and that's, you know, and she's basically saying, like, there's no one definition of... Like a feminist, like you can like pink, you can still um like hip hop music with problematic lyrics, but you know it's it, there's different ways of being you know feminist or whatever it is that well, you are.
0: another example that you and I both really enjoy are romantic comedies oh I love them, <laughs> I, I love them so much too. <laughs> I could watch them all day oh, me too. but but someone. Uh, the ways they depict women in those stories are problematic. Mm-hmm. There's always the either the the black best friend or the gay best friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she they're sassy. <laughs> yeah, but but they are still enjoyable. Yeah, even though we know yeah. it's problematic. Mm-hmm. So I think it's okay yeah. to to enjoy that kind of stuff as long as you don't go out and practice it. Yes.
1: Yeah it is and it's, I mean it's imp- I think we should consume stuff like that because yeah. then you get to get a glimpse of the culture Um, And, you know, I mean, just because there are certain elements in society that are problematic doesn't mean you should remove yourself from it. It just means that you should be woke and have, like, your glasses on and be able to navigate that. Like, my dad always, like, my, I mean, my sister. Okay, no, you know, I don't know if you've, XXTennation, Tentation, tenation. No, I'm too old for that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, he's, like, this famous rapper, and he passed away two weeks ago. Oh shame! Um, so yeah, it's very sad, but he has a very problematic past as well. You know, involves a lot of violence against women and and you know his pregnant girlfriend or whatever. And um, but anyway, you know, my sister listens to his music. She loves him like she loves him like, and she plays the music so loud in the house. And it's just that's how we've always listened to music. Like we've always been able to be aware that okay, this is violence this is problematic and even the way we listen to music like our parents don't care if we listen to problematic music <laughs> like we know like we're grown now now we know what the references mean what they're talking about
0: <laughs> but no, same here yeah, I listen to a lot of classic rock and yeah. most of those songs is about sleeping with underage girls <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, I can still enjoy the the beat and the guitar riffs and the Vocal stylings and Mm -hmm. and all that, but I'm not saying that even with underage girls is right. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else on your mind? Um.
1: Wow, just a random, random, uh, (laughs) random thing. So I, I told you the other day, I've been listening to a lot of Gary Vee. Oh yeah. And um, so I follow him on Instagram and he puts like these short little videos and stuff like that. He's basically like the social media businessman. He became famous through selling wine and like making wine videos. And um, short thing, he says, focus on your own thing. Yes. You know, and you know, you spoke this thing about social media and how it's making us depressed and some of that is because you know we're comparing ourselves to other people and how they are living their lives. And um so anyway, for me that was a powerful message. It's been my mantra for the past three weeks. Just focus on your own thing, your own corner, your own business, whatever it is, and, and stop focusing on other people because you know, the time that you're doing that, that is a time that you could actually be focusing <laughs> and creating your own thing. So anyway, that's it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. Um, because, you know, for the charity shop I'm working for, I'm mm-hmm. also running their Facebook page. Yeah. And I've had people um, say to me, oh, I'm on Facebook all day, so sh- you should do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And then um, our manager will tell them, Heather's in charge of it. It's Heather's rules. It's perfect the way it is. Mm-hmm. So um, I have been learning to stand up for myself you know in that regard too yeah um like also in job interviews how much you want to get paid and then i'll say um obviously not underpaid but um i don't want to rip you guys off either but mm-hmm. i'll t- actually say okay this much per hour mm-hmm. and yeah in the past i'll just say oh you can come up with a salary i'm easygoing yeah that type of thing These oh days- that's me <laughs> These days I've been putting my foot down just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also no, with yeah. with things I want to talk about and um you know the type of stuff I'm interested in. I mm-hmm. I'm now seeking out those kind of people. Well not seeking them out but um I discover them and I chat to them and mm-hmm. you know in the past I just say, oh no, what I'm into is too weird so i should just keep quiet about it yeah so um i guess you're saying go your own way with businesses and and enjoy creative ventures and stuff
1: yeah like i mean it's so easy to and i'm guilty of this as well like of guilty of always feeling like i never like have you ever had that moment where you have an idea, right? Yes. And you're going to do this thing and you sit on it for like months mm-hmm. and someone else has already, does the idea. And so, and then you start to feel like really bad because you're like, oh, but you know, that should have been me also doing that thing, you know, or, you know, feeling behind, you know, in life, or whatever. I know it sounds so silly, but I think that's probably part of the, that we suffer from so I don't know Gary Vee's words really meant a lot to me because it was like you're not in competition with anyone like there's actually room for all of us to thrive you know because even if you want to start a blog a fashion blog and there are a million fashion blogs out there everybody's doing a fashion blog or a book blog or whatever it is like there's still room for you to thrive and someone else's success doesn't mean your own inadequacies you know and yeah, that was such a powerful thing for me and it really hit home at the time because i was thinking i don't know i was just thinking like wow how do i stand out as a person in this space so
0: yeah no that's very true and even though someone's doing same basic stuff as you mm-hmm. you might have different ideas yeah on how to approach it like maybe you're theme music for your podcast is a lot different than someone else's. Mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, it's, I know some people will accuse of, uh, main people saying, oh no, you just copying this person for views mm-hmm. when to you, it might not be the same thing. Maybe you are interested in, I'm going to use, uh, true crime YouTubers as an example. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm going to say their names here and I respect everyone. So, Kendall Ray is quite a big one and known for it. Okay, and, um, I love her videos because they're well researched and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then another girl, uh, Danelle Helen, came mm-hmm. and she does mostly missing people stuff. Yeah, and she would get accused a lot of copying Kendall Ray. In the mm-hmm. meantime, uh, Kendall Ray is mostly conspiracies, sometimes missing people, uh, sometimes true crime, but mostly conspiracies. And Danelle mm-hmm. Helen is, is strictly missing people yeah so um so yeah i th- I think listening to other people if if they don't like your stuff they're not obligated to indulge in it mm-hmm. you know if if you feel true to it you'll keep on doing it no matter how yeah. many followers followers you get or um how many books you sell or
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know how many uh what your ratings are for your tv show are so yeah yeah That's true. I should actually read Big Magic again.
1: Um, I'm actually looking for a hard copy. Um, I'm thinking of buying it online, but we have this really good secondhand bookstore. So I'm going to look for it there first before, you know, taking out of maybe a hundred. How much is it? I think it's like almost 200 bucks or less than that. Let me check
0: quick. Uh... I've got to take lots here. Save just one, Matt says because <laughs> I'm on it a lot. I <laughs> hate <laughs> <Can you> imagine. <laughs> uh Let's see. Big magic. Okay, paperback. Um, there's one here that's in stock in Joburg for okay. 209 Rand. Okay. And then there's another copy for 169 then the ebook hundred fifty nine, and then the hard copy three hundred thirty nine, mm-hmm. and audio two hundred forty eight. So those are quite reasonable prices, I'd say.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely no. worth the read. It is. It
1: is. It's such a good book. What What was the main thing that you got from it? Um,
0: just being authentic. I mean, if someone doesn't like your stuff, just tell them to make their own art. I think that's one of my favorite quotes of hers. Except she she says, um, "Let me see if I can't find the quotes on Pinterest." This is making good podcast material. <laughs> uh, While well, I'm I'm searching. Is there anything else you? you want to say or recommend or big magic <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just switched my phone off for airplane mode now I'm getting all these messages in <laughs> it's so annoying
1: have you realized have you noticed that sometimes when you are Not busy. Nobody takes you. Absolutely. When you're busy, everybody takes you.
0: (laughs) Every single time. (laughs) Okay, here it is. If people don't like what you're creating, just Mm -hmm. smile at them sweetly and tell them to go make their own fucking art. (laughs) Elizabeth Gilbert, hashtag big magic. It's one of my favorite quotes. (laughs) Yeah. Because Elizabeth Gilbert is known to be very sweet, very... Gentle, and then for her to swear like that is like yeah, wow. it is. But it's true though. If people don't like your stuff, just just fuck off.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I think it's being a creator. I think you need to like your work. I think that's the first thing. Do you like your art? And then other, then you can you know get other people's opinions. Because the truth is, no one's gonna like everything you make. So you know.
0: Yeah. Okay, I don't want to keep you on too long. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, anything else you've been watching lately? Any, um, anything else you've been consuming that you've uh, just been obsessed with? <clears throat>
1: So no one told me life was going to be this way. <laughs> I'll be... No, no, what's... When it hasn't been your day or week your month or even your year because I'll be there for you (laughs) that's what I'm (laughs) I'll be there for you
0: which (laughs) if you here's a fun game if you were to rank all the friends of which you're most like how would you rank them
1: oh um hmm wow and I've thought about this, and we've had this conversation. <laughs> it changes all the time. I think. Okay, let me let's let's characterise them. Okay, there's Chandler. Yeah, no, I'm not Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> he's just weird. Ross is he's got his problematic side, um, but okay, I'm a little bit of Ross, and because. Um, he's very academic. Like, you know, he's like, he's got like what a PhD and like yeah. something obscure, like paleontology. And he often tries to like, he gets so excited about what he's doing, but nobody cares. And that's how I feel with my sisters. Like, I get so excited about like podcasts <laughs> or something random or this new thing that I tried. Um, and people are like, Oh, here she goes
0: again. <laughs> I too so, like to kick back with a puzzle. Beer. I mean, beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a little bit of
1: Ross, um, but also, I don't know, if, I really don't know, Monica, Monica's very organized, I'm not as organized as she is, um, but she's caring and she she's the mama bear, I don't know, I feel like I'm a mixture of them all, I'm a mixture of Ross for his geekiness, um, and also just he's a little bit sensitive, but I'm also a bit of Rachel, as I, sometimes I can also I, I think Rachel, someone who's also especially in the later season, she becomes very assertive and she's career on anthrop- she's driven. I'm a bit of Rachel, um, and a bit of Monica in the sense that I like to cook, I like to make sure people are fed, and she's the one who does all the Thanksgiving dinners. And um, yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a combination of Ross, Monica, and Rachel. I'm not Joey, definitely, definitely not Chan. <laughs> I mean, what's that chick's name? The one who was like, um, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh
0: my god!" <laughs> I love her absolutely. Uh, Janice. Um, yeah. Okay, so I I listed the characters who I from most to least who are related, and you can. um I have your opinion on this, but number one, I put Ross, okay, and number two, Phoebe uh-huh because of the meditation and stuff, and ross because or oh, I too like to kick back with a good puzzle uh-huh. uh number three, Chandler, because I make bad jokes all the time <laughs> number four, Monica, uh-huh, um, because um of the cooking and stuff uh number five, Rachel yeah and then number six joey
1: okay okay number five rachel and then number six joey yeah okay so i'm looking at the list (laughs) i just realized i didn't actually rate them properly i'll give you my response okay okay. (laughs) okay number one ross phoebe chandler monica rachel joey yeah i would say i agree um I think think you're more Monica, though. I I would put Monica a little bit higher. I'll put you, like, at least at number three. Okay, that's interesting. (laughs) Only because Monica does have that, I think she's a cancer, probably, and she's got that caring, she's very caring, nurturing vibe. And I know people say this, and maybe you don't like it because then everyone wants to tell you their problems. (laughs) But she's got the caring, nurturing vibe sense of her but she's also funny I think Monica is humorous she's got a nice laid back not laid back per se but she's she's a, just a nice person like likable person yeah. but with a bit of with a sense of humor so I would say you're more Monica Ross I think you're a bit more responsible than Ross hey. <laughs> yeah. just a little bit. So I would say Ross i would say monica number one actually and then ross and then phoebe and then the rest because phoebe also has the phoebe has the oh she's vegetarian like you she's also into alternative things and she's also very yeah she's just unique in
0: the friend group and you're also unique as well so yeah (laughs) oh that's interesting i always thought ross because i can get uh, geeky too but yeah I, i can see with monica yeah. I mean, also Monica um, is a very nurturing person and she's very um, patient with a lot of things, but she also gets competitive and I get that too. Yeah. <laughs> Especially my younger years with sibling rivalry. These, t- these days I don't care that much about it, but I do sometimes get competitive with stuff.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I have my list now. okay. All okay. Right. <laughs> this is so difficult. <laughs> this is really hard. Okay. Um. I would say. I'll say. I'll. I'll take Ross as number one. Okay. And then number two. Oh, it's difficult. Either Monica or Phoebe. But okay, I'll take Monica. Um. No. 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 I'll take Ross. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'll take Ross. Okay. Wait. So then you're I'll take Rachel. Eight. So your number one, you said, is Ross. Yeah, Ross, just for the academics and the geekiness of of him. um, I'm I'm a little geeky,
1: but not too geeky. But I think Ross, yeah, I think Ross can be also a bit awkward. Sometimes I can be awkward. Then I'll take Rachel, um, because she's also got, like, a little drivenness. But she's also, at the same time, um, a little, I don't want to say spoiled, but she... I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but like Rachel, okay? Okay. And then I'll take, yeah, for the drivenness. And then I'll take Monica, definitely. Um, Because of the mama bear and the cooking thing, I like to cook and I like to feed people. Then I'll take Phoebe. And then I'll take Chandler and Joey last.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I see by this list, we don't consider ourselves man whores like Joey. (laughs) yeah
1: we're both opposite yeah
0: i, I actually can't kind of agree with this. I think I'd actually put Rachel number one for you, okay, and then I'll Monica, take it. then Ross, because you're not as uptight as Ross, okay <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, I'll take Rachel, <laughs> yeah,
1: um, yeah.
0: What did we say for mine again? Number one was Monica.
1: Yes, we've changed. Yeah, we swapped it around. Yeah, so you're Monica now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's oh, and you're best friends. Yay. Rachel and Monica are best friends. Oh and they were best friends since high school. We were best friends since high school. Oh, So we yeah, got to I live actually... in an apartment together. Let's hope. Fingers yes. crossed. <laughs> yes. Wait, which city? Uh, I'm cool with anyway. Okay. Actually. In South Africa, or anywhere really? Anyway really.
1: <laughs> well, I have my set. I don't know if you want to. If you if you're cool with the Western Cape in South Africa, <laughs> oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, like in Cape Town. Yeah, Cape Town. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything's in Cape Town. Apparently, I haven't been oh. there in years. But oh my god! Both my parents and my sister have been. Oh really? Because I, I, have... I worked too damn hard to go with
1: oh Shay, when
0: did they go where were you um my dad my mom went for an anniversary thing I believe Uh, or for their birth their their birthdays because they both turned 50 and my sister's been a lot because her friend lives in Stella Bosch Uh and that's close to Cape Town so and I haven't been to Cape Town since I was five so I'm the one that's dying to go (laughs)
1: Oh, we should
0: plan a trip then because <laughs> yes. I, I would like to go to Cape. I'm always promising
1: my cousin that I will visit, so perhaps we should plan a trip. I don't know what well, I'm coming to George soon. Um, I, I hope you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh,
0: I haven't given you. Said, you... Sorry? Uh, you said round about September.
1: Yeah, or even August, September, but depending on you, because I know things have changed on your side. So I was going to actually ask you when's the best time now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um but yeah. Oh no that that'll be fun then I can take you to the charity shop I volunteer at, I can take hey. you to the beach.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh we can do a meditation together. Yes. <laughs> I can teach you my new meditation. Yes. It's quite yes, cool. Yes. I really <laughs> would like to try that. Yes. Okay, before we leave this beautiful conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give uh, fellow introverts or hermits? Hmm, I would
1: give them. I would say just be yourself. Okay, that's so cheesy, but it. I would just say in general, and no matter what you fall under, just. be Put yourself, put yourself in a position where you'll thrive. So, for instance, if you know, like, after two hours you get tired or you know that you need a cert- an hour before you start the day to meditate or do whatever it is to do, do that, you know, like the whole self-care thing. Um, yes. So re- fill up your cup, you know, replenish yourself um, so that then you can actually give to the world better because there's, you know, no point in you being... Drained and tired and exhausted or whatever, and and then going out into the world. So just take care of yourself. Uh, make sure you're getting enough sleep <laughs> um, and rest and doing the things that bring you joy. Uh, make sure you prioritize that, and uh, yeah, then you should you should be fine.
0: <laughs> oh, that's really good advice. Hello. Hey, I'm still here. Oh. Thank you. I was just saying, that's really good advice. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. I hope we can do another one. Thank you for having me. This is really fun. It's the first time I've done. This is the first podcast, other than the, other than ours. That oh yes, awesome. is there anything you want to plug? Speaking of,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Princess MZ. Um, and Instagram, Imani Lamini. And we've got our podcast. We've been on hiatus for a while, but we will be coming back with new episodes. You can find us at on Instagram and Twitter at Millennials of the Rainbow.
0: Yes. Oh, I can't wait to record more episodes. I have so many ideas, contribute, and I'm sure you also over-flooding with ideas. So. I, I'm so excited. Yes. Ah. Uh, that's if you guys really want to get educated about things like um, culture and feminism, then um, Imani's your go-to girl. Ah, you're putting <laughs> so much pressure <flesh> on me. <laughs> no, no you're you really like an Oprah to me. You've taught me so much about thinking logically, but also um, from a humanist perspective. And yeah, I really I've appreciate a, that. I, I've learned a lot from you. Like, I mean I mean if you just
1: look at the things that I consume, it's all all the good books I've read are probably stuff that you've recommended. So I don't know, I think I've I've grown a lot and you've been a really good positive um thing in my life.
0: Aww. Aww. I just want to hug you now. Can you, Can you tell I'm Aww, hugging the screen? <laughs> Is that but too weird? Yes I <laughs> I can feel it, oh,
1: oh, oh,, I like your hair. Your is so soft <laughs> oh,
0: Thank you. I cut off all the blonde <laughs> oh, but thank you again for doing this. Um we should thank definitely so schedule much. another one and make this more frequent thing.
1: We should. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Uh, bye-bye. have a lovely weekend. thank you, you too. Bye, Bye. everyone. <laughs> OH <laughs>